Our Father, and Hail Mary, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The seventeenth Sunday in ordinary time. The gospel message. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. And he said to them, Suppose one of you had a friend to whom he goes at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him. And he says in reply from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children and I are already in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, if he does not get up to give the visitor the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish? Or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you know then who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of the Lord. Wow. Bacon bread, Tom. There you go, yeah. buddy. Loaves of bread, ready to go. Good stuff. Yeah. We'll never have to bang on your door. <laughs> yeah. we, we got we got bread right here, man. Fresh, fresh bread. Right, Stephen? Yeah. It tastes good, huh? Absolutely. Nothing like fresh baked bread, man. Don't even have to put the butter on it. Falls right in line with this. So, guys, what are your... What are your uh, well, it's interesting because we studied this uh, Tuesday night's prayer group. I'm glad you have that book there. Even Deacon Bob says the church does not know what that line means about the, the final test. I didn't know that. Catholic Church does not know what that means. <coughs> to the final test. Should we look? Uh, or do yeah. you have an answer to that? No, I, well, I would actually look in the catechism because the catechism does have a um, line by line interpretation of the Our Father. Okay. That's why I, okay. I got it out. 
Move it carefully, is that what you're saying? Your, your will be done. Right. And so that's like him, well, I feel like 
it's his test of faith in, in God, and obviously, you know, tonight passes, but we're supposed to pray because we, we you, know, uh, you know, we're not that strong or we're not perfectly yet. So what, what did you mean, though, when you went to your prayer group and they didn't have a... Well, that's what Deacon Bob says, the church doesn't have a... A definitive answer for right. what that is, but yet he plays out a good scenario. Well, no, I was talking, I, I don't have... There's nothing specific about the past. Right. But like Steve said, you're talking about evil What I, what I, what I, I, I don't understand is that he, sh- he shows him how to pray to our Father, and then he swings into this, you call it a parable or whatever, of uh, somebody who's on a journey, visitors arrive and they're praying. Well, I think that part is about you know, persistence in prayer. You know, that's what I mean. We do pray to our Father almost every, you know, multiple times a day, every day. What's interesting to me is uh, it really depends on who you talk to in terms of the four Gospels, which ones were apostles, which ones weren't, of the twelve. But um, there's good evidence out there that Matthew and John were two of the twelve, and then Mark and Luke were not. But there are people out there who say otherwise, that Matthew and John maybe were not. So I'm looking at... um, Matthew right now, the Lord's Prayer, and it says this in little notes. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Matthew, he was the, was he the first one to be picked by Christ, come follow me? He was the tax collector, correct? And the reason he was the tax collector is because, um, I'm guessing he was intelligent, I'm guessing he was very detailed, because that's what the Romans wanted in terms of collecting money, which they wanted from the people. And, um, so if he was now, I know the chosen as you know some of you guys watch is um, their interpretation of what happened when Christ was here. But if you watch the chosen, Matthew is nonstop writing things down. I mean, documenting. yeah, he's documenting every single thing that Christ is doing. So then I'm thinking, well, hold on, if Matthew is one of the twelve. And he's a former tax collector for the Romans. And he's writing all this stuff down. Maybe it's a pretty good translation in terms of what Christ actually said. I'm guessing he was an eyewitness, but we don't know. Um, But it says this. Matthew's form of the Our Father follows the liturgical tradition of his church. Luke's less developed form also represents the liturgical tradition known to him, but it is probably closer than Matthew's to the original word of Jesus. Now, that whoever wrote this thing, who's this? Is this the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops? Is that, I think? Is this their version, I think? No, it has to be, because I'm using this thing. I'll tell you at the beginning. Yeah, yeah it has to be. I've been in touch with them. Um, so... Is this their interpretation of what they think, who wrote, you know what I mean? I don't know, it just depends on who you listen to. Well, I'm also looking at the footnotes now, Mm -hmm. uh, and it does have a footnote about the final test here. It says, and it says, see note in Matthew 6.13. So then I go to the Matthew (laughs) 6.13 note, and it says, Jewish apostles.
apocalyptical writing speaks of a period of severe trial before the end of the age, sometimes called the messianic woes. This petition asks that the disciples be spared that final test. Mm. Another thing I've been thinking about the past several weeks is if you go to a church where it's not Catholic, they have the extra sentence or two at the end of the Our Father. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, something like oh, yeah. that. Did you hear it? We talked about that. Yeah, well, when did that come up? Was that our meeting? It was at the last meeting. Oh, it was, okay. And Catholic answers this week. Someone called in. Oh, really? And asked that question? That question. So now I do know the answer to it. <laughs> so. Like, I, I've always guessed that it was when Luther was around in the 1500s. I'm guessing they added that. Is that, is that what no, they said or no? No. Go ahead. It's actually that, um, like, you know, there's writing called the Didache from, like, the 100s, like, right around mm -hmm. the, the early church. It was the church teaching. Mm -hmm. and, and it has uh, liturgy in her, that they practice at the time. And it was in liturgy then. Really? Yeah, it's just, but it's not, but it was never in any of the early manuscripts of huh. the New Testament. And so the reason it's in the liturgy is because it was in the liturgy in the 100s, you know, it's been right. since the early church. And how it got into the Bible was that a scribe sometime, you know, over the years uh, but it's not was Bible, familiar right? with the liturgy and, you know, put it in there, but... Uh, oh, so Bibles that are not Catholic Bibles then? Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. So I it mean, depends, I guess. Uh, I think, um... Like real, I think scholars would agree it's not in the early manuscripts. Of, so that's maybe why it's not in the Catholic it's, Bible. It's like a co it's a co it's trans you know copy or scribe. Yeah, right. Is it in other Bibles like the St. James? Uh, I think so. Yeah, because when I go to uh, sometimes I'll go to a Lutheran service. And that reminds I've been me, to Methodist, Baptist. It's in the other ones use it. Yeah, it's in the uh, Catechism. Uh, really, for thine is the kingdom, the power, well, of the glory. Yeah, because it's well, cool. they, Do they not say that at St. John's? They say that. Yeah, they, they do. It's called. At St. John's, they say that. Yeah, they do. They say I've it. never it's heard them say of, that. It's part of the liturgy. I, I, I don't remember hearing it. At, at, I think I don't remember hearing it when I was a kid growing up. I don't think I've ever heard in a Catholic church. Oh, no, they do. They say it every every mass. You may it's it's uh, right after it. Uh, uh, pay attention. Yeah. I got yeah, to pay that, attention too. Here's what the Catechism says that it's, it's called the final doxology for the kingdom, the power, and the glory of yours now and forever. Uh, it says, takes up again by inclusion the first three petitions to our Father the glorification of his name, the coming of his reign, and the power of his saving will. But these prayer, prayers are now proclaimed as adoration and thanksgiving, as in the liturgy of heaven. Ruler of this world has mendaciously attributed to himself the three titles of kingship, power, and glory. Christ the Lord restores them to his Father and our Father until he hands over the kingdom to him when the mystery of salvation will be brought to its completion and God will be all in all. So, once again, somehow you said in the hundreds it was in the liturgy when they well, said mass, it's, but, yeah, it's but it's not in any of the scripture, the original scriptures. That's interesting. I think it's the, yeah. I've never heard that. I thought Luther and that his cronies threw it in there. His cronies. <laughs> yeah. Well, they changed a lot of stuff, people right? People were saying at, at the men's group last week. I think Vince was saying the same type of thing, and I was like, "Well, then why is it in the liturgy? Yeah. You do say it." And and he was like, "Oh, it's a good question." And 
and just this morning I was listening to a podcast about uh-huh. cancers and it came up. Wow. <laughs> they may have a missile by chance from any Catholic church. You guys have a missile here? Yeah, everything. No missile, no. Oh, this is a missile. This is a daily missile. No. So is it in there? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, let me find it. So the ones that get printed for each year, it's in there? Uh, it says Silence on this podcast right now. The time's ticking. Yeah. <laughs> While Keith well, is looking we, something yeah, up, we don't have an audience. Actually. <laughs> That's okay. We are our own audience for right now. It's good stuff. <laughs> you once said you once got a lady from New Zealand. Yeah, Keith. Where where were they from? Well, sometimes I check uh, you know the, the statistics on uh, the. <coughs> the podcasting app and you know it'll show people from other countries looking at stuff but um you know they're probably robots checking stuff out that's what i would guess we could really structure where if we wanted to get an audience you know you could you could advertise here you could have them call in you could you know you could have an interaction if you wanted to don't know but i was thinking more about what thomas was talking about matthew how he paid attention that's the way he's presented. Yeah, and, and I just still remember the chosen, and you know they, they they seem to have their own little world with Jesus, because to the Romans, yeah. the Romans just wanted they, they they were like our government. They just wanted to collect money, collect tax money, and they wanted peace throughout the land. And anything that deviated from that, they didn't want to hear it. And they always had a solution, like when they'd come in, because Peter, he was always short on the tax money. And so the Romans, you know, kind of like, they very simply would say, what do you do? You catch more fish. Because he was keeping like two sets of books, because he'd be out fishing, and he didn't want to report that added income because it would be taxed. Yeah. So even back then, they had, uh, they had there it is. Books. Now, who wrote this book? That's like, you know, the, I don't know. You I mean, mean, somebody wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't write it so, I'm always curious as to who writes these well, things. I'm, I'm, look at the beginning. I would think that would be based on scripture, Keith, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's like uh, uh, from a Catholic history. Yeah, because I'm, I'm counting on all these books to have been, yep. to have been USCCB written by, Washington, yeah. written by now. That's the New, New American Bible, which we use. It. This is 2011. That's They wrote that too. Well, it's just one of the things when he was talking about Matthew and stuff is that the Romans wanted discipline and peace. And like when Mary Magdalene was possessed and she was creating havoc and she was in that building and the Romans said, we're not going to tolerate this. So they go to the rabbis. And if you remember the chosen and things, and the rabbis, you know, they had the hard hearts. They did everything according to the way they were going to do it. And the Romans looked at him and said, you don't understand. You're going to go in there. You're going to face Mary Magdalene and these demons or whatever's going on. And you're going to do it now. And they make all kind of excuses up. And the Romans would simply say, you're not getting this, guys. We're going to go in there. We'll burn that building down. And then there won't be a building for her to be in. So, so, so that's just how 
they ruled. That, and, and, and they were very, very good with administration and detail and, 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 and getting the money off, off their subjects. And, and that's all they really cared about. And then, what book is that? Well, that was in The Chosen. Oh, okay. Well, see, I don't remember that in scripture. That's how they that's how they interpreted scripture and that's oh, how they okay. presented it. Well they base it which book are they basing it on? Well, I don't know. That's just it. I think here I think they're filling in a lot of blanks. Yeah. Oh, taking liberties as they say. Yeah. 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 Could be. Could be. Could be. Oliver, Oliver North does that a lot. But here thanks to Keith. This you know, he, he brings the books right here and reads right from the book. And that's and that's very refreshing. Like you said, they start to get to a campus here, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Of of higher learning. We have to everybody has to grow a beard now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wear robes. Right? Gotta, yeah. Need robes. Those <laughs> gotta start sandals. We need sandals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's when you know you could be fully retired when you can walk around in that robe. <laughs> I, I had a Shuff, more like shuffle around. Yeah. Shuffle around. I, I had a cousin who did that. Very religious. And he he looked to be 84 years old. And he was able to retire at 48 because he had part of the family Jeez. business. Mm. And he had part of the family business. Okay. And Because he, he was the son of the oldest brother. And he got his silk pajamas. That's that's what he that was huge. That, that was his attire. That, that was his so attire. And going to mass and praying and, and holding he held court every day. But it was it was it was kind of security because you knew you could always call somebody or save somebody and you know he was in a good position where he wasn't feeling the pressure of people coming after him for for money or taxes or whatever. He was he was well healed. That, that helped nucleus of our family to survive because they 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 they, they were able to gather up assets and keep the wolves at bay. And, and that makes a big difference in your family when the people are in that position. Yeah. Yeah. But getting back to the scripture reading here, um, it's as Keith was saying. Be, being persistent in prayer, being persistent in prayer, and, and that's what puzzles me all the time. Is that God? I've been asking for the same thing all my life. You know, I listen. You say I don't hear. I see, but I can't see. And but you know, he, he's still there for us. So maybe he's redirecting you somewhere else, and you just don't know where that some somewhere else is. Correct. Remember, you might not get the answer you want. Right. So if that door gets closed, look for a door that's open. Right. Uh, it's actually uh, when when Jesus is talking about the uh, thing about how uh, you know you are who are you know wicked know how to good give good gifts, and then he says the thing about uh, you know who would give a someone a snake when they ask for a fish. Uh, I I was thinking about that how God he does answer our prayers and. In ways that you know we don't, that you know, unexpected to us, uh, and and you may be like, oh, why did he give you this this snake when I was asking for a fish? Yeah. But uh, but it, um, you know, uh, 
identity that's problem on, on also there's a lot of prayer is it's supposed to you know it's not like we're going to change God's mind about stuff it's supposed to change us you know we're the ones who need to conform ourselves to God's will well and you're right about time because I'm just realizing now it, it's that's one thing about getting older it's taken me 40 years to reconcile one of my first serious relationships where I was supposed to get married and stuff now I can see crystal clear the mess that I was in I mean deep doo doo and I, I mean, it didn't register with me because I was young I was very active I was in great shape I could overcome I could lift my weight in wildcats I was just you know very very very, very strong that way then, you know, I have this breakdown now trying to recover, but that's one good thing, that's one of the good things about getting older is that you could go back in time and see the decisions you made and what was happening and think things through and see clearly that what was going on. And, 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 and most of the time, I, did, I just didn't realize. I, I just couldn't, you know, <coughs> I guess I was listening, didn't hear, was seeing, but couldn't see clearly. And it's like, oh, okay, now I get that. But, you know, I, I wish I would have been able to think quicker on my feet and would have been able to react swiftly at the time. You know, but... Um, you know, this, this, is, uh, this is Christ talking, Christ teaching us how to pray, telling us what to say. And, you know, one of the lines is, give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't say make us rich. It doesn't say you know make us famous. It says just our daily bread, which could mean a lot of things. But I think it's supposed to be very simple. You know, uh, get us through this day. You know, and he does it somewhere else in the gospel say, uh, you know, that I'm going to take care of you like the sparrows. You know, right, right. The sparrows don't. That's Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Do not what worry. Next going to suffer in this world. Everybody's going to suffer at some point in time. And it's going to be bad for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, it, everybody goes through rough times. And maybe it means something. Maybe it's just a rough time. But, you know, Jesus' prayer that he gave us is, is, is very focused, you know. It's focused on, you know, our daily bread and deliver us from evil. Um, tells us to uh, hallowed be thy name. It tells us what, what our attention, where we should direct our attention. So, I, I, I always struggle with, you know, um, people not getting their prayers answered. You know, like, we pray for some to, to not, uh, to be cured of cancer. And sometimes they're not cured. That's that's hard. That's a, that's hard to deal with, especially when it's one of your family members. Um, and even um, our our blessed mother in Fatima said, you know, when the children asked ask her, you know, will will so and so he be healed? Will will this person be healed? Will that person be healed? And on all she says is, some will, some won't. Yeah, that's yeah. hard to figure out. Like why 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 yeah. so and so get cured? Yeah, she doesn't say why. She says some will, some won't. Um, that's one of the mysteries of uh, 
living uh, and, and, and believing. Um, sometimes I think we just have to, uh, to give up uh, and let Christ in, you know. So this is my cross, you know. I guess I have to bear this cross, you know, what this person has to bear. So we, we should keep praying like this, like this gospel says, uh, persistently. Sometimes I just think, why do we have to keep praying for nothing's happening? Because that's what he told us to do. That's maybe that's just the simple yeah. answer. When you think about it, there was no idle time with Jesus. There was always something to do. Yeah. And it could be something as simple as just pray. Just to just go just go pray. Or go gather the baskets or get the fish, get the loaves, feed the people, yeah. help out where you can. And, and when you think about that, there's more than enough, you know, people in need and, and, and to do, you know, to, to help. But especially if you're in a position to do so, you know, where, where, you know, you're pretty well healed. But, uh, you know, think about what you guys ask for on a daily basis and, you know, where you are with that and, then, uh, you know, where Jesus is. And he, he's there. There all the time, but like Tom says, it you know, he's you know, if it's if it's not working or something's working, or redirect and just keep keep moving and changing and doing and praying until you feel that oh, okay, well, this 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 brings me peace because I'm always I'm always looking for peace. One of the things that really amazes me is. Uh, how some of these saints, you know, they embrace their suffering, you yeah. know, and they, they thank God for it. Because yeah. that's just supernatural. I, I can't get my arms around that. I mean, but it's, it's, it's real, though, because they do it. Uh, you know, it's just a grace, I guess, a grace of God. Yeah, I've read some stuff where people actually experience joy in suffering. Yes. And I think it relates to. I don't know how you do it, but I think it relates to what Christ did on the cross for us. Yeah. The fact that, getting back to what you said about the cancer, I have no good answer for why somebody has cancer and this person survives and that person doesn't. But in terms of carrying your cross, um, if you do have cancer, and let's say somebody passed away at a young age, or like something always good comes about, we can just look at the cross in terms of what good came about when he did that for us. The fact that he died the most brutal death anybody could um, experience. And then 2,000 years later, look at, look at us. I mean, would we even be here if Christ? Probably not. Um, but uh, getting back to that church you guys mentioned before the podcast started, the, uh, the priest and uh, um, his associate wrote a book called Seriously God? With a question mark. It's all about that um, in terms of how you live life where it doesn't make sense why this happens or that happens. <laughs> but um, that book has helped me. That was one of their message series books for about four or five weeks, I guess. Um, but go back to what we're talking about in the gospel. Um, the four words, thy will be done. No matter what happens, it's, it's not our will, it's his will. But that's, that's, that's what's so hard to do is the fact that if it is his will, you do question it because we're human beings. Right. Like, why did this happen? Why am I carrying this cross? 
and we might not get the answer until after we die. Who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like they say, you know, I, I got all these questions for Jesus when I see you know, because I, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, and, 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 but then Mother Angelica says, she says, Mark, because I remember when I was down at EWTN, she says, what, what are you worried about? You're there with Jesus. You know, it's like you're there. You're with him. So whatever answers he gives you or whatever you think you want to hear or looking for, you're there with Jesus. Or, or maybe, maybe you're going to develop this really long list while you're still physically alive. And then when you pass away, when you meet him, those questions are gone. You might never ask them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because 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 what what relevance will it have? Exactly, you're with them for all eternity. Yeah, yeah. It's like wow, I'm here. I don't see any anybody poking that stick. Right. You, you, you're you sort know. of like yeah. I wanted a baby gun for this. So my parents said no. Yeah. I got over that. Okay. I'm not. I have no regrets. Okay. Uh, like you know, you lead it. Your mind will be totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. Yeah. I, I like, like, yeah. I, I have these long list of questions, and it's like, well, when you see him, what's going to be the relevance? You know, give me an answer. But the, the only fear factor I have is like, how do you know when you're in heaven or hell or purgatory? Just I mean, just read scripture; it'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, like I, I was meeting online with the person developing my faith-based website. And there's one really small piece in there where when you click on it, it'll take you to uh, YouTube, which has a bunch of songs. But I have two different categories. The second one only has four songs, but they're all f focused on, in my opinion, because the whoever wrote the lyrics for the songs or whoever performs them in concert might have a different opinion. But they have all the four. All four songs have the word home in the songs and it's all about this is not our home like this is temporary you guys know this is temporary for us yeah, yeah. but our true home is when we pass away and we're with christ and that's what all four of these songs are and it's just it's amazing i bet you i know what one of those songs go ahead it's a girl well i know the girl i have to try to remember one <laughs> what if well, it's a girl that sings i'm trying to think what if your tear drops? This is not, this is not our home. Let me go to the site. Yeah. I can probably, it's, it is it's, published, it's but not many people know about it. Mark knows about it. You want to bring it up there, Mark? What's that? On your screen? Yourwillbedone.life? Oh. oh my goodness, how perfect. Do you guys hear the title of that website? Your Will Be Done. Yeah, yourwillbedone.life. Mark, where's the donuts? <laughs> yeah, you want some? I'm gonna have some. I've never had any. There's little yeah. donut bowls. Yeah, that's good. Okay, they're on the table there. Oh, paper plates? Uh, it's a normal place there. Normal. Normal. Yeah, you don't use paper plates? I know. Mark does. Mark, there's paper plates. There's paper plates up there. No, I'm gonna mess. Yeah. Oh, 
This is your website? Yeah. Go to um, Faith and Technology. Go to. Uh, this is not. This is not our home. Go to Christian Music. Go to Christian Music. Go to Songs. Do you have how symbolic for you to get the right place? Scroll down. Scroll down. Beacon Street Union. Where you travel by that's my favorite. Uh, Chris Donald Hope. Never heard of him. You got some shame on you. <laughs> you got some uh, that's me where you travel. You know that band? We all know. The 99th floor? No. Now 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 what what point are you? Moving sidewalks, is that their name? Yeah, I'm, yeah, the guy in the here. Guy in the hat's very famous. This guy? That feels like life sometimes. This guy. Who's that? Very famous. Famous trio from Texas. Okay. Billy Gibbons. Sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. I don't like Guys, are you getting this? He wants us to hear this song. Well, you picked it. There's four there. By ourselves, we always have him to, to help us along the way. What are you saying? Well, no, if anybody wants a copy, I will print it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mark, by the end of next week, this guy who's doing that site for me, he'll um, I'll have the whole thing done. We just went over last minute things. Is, is, is the person that's doing your site also the person that's doing the book? So you have two different people. Two totally different things. So, so you, you got a whole, you got, you, you got a whole entourage of people. Somebody's doing your book, and then you have somebody doing your website. Okay. Yep. Getting back to the gospel. Okay. All, all you guys want to read what's in this commentary yeah. now? Yeah, sure. Guys, please listen to this commentary. I'm telling you, it's made a huge impact. We, we, we we've done it for maybe a week, and it, it just. It just clarifies, because again, I could take things literal. I, I don't know. Some of it's not as informative, but it's it's good. It's good to hear, you know, scholarly type of painting. Uh, so here's what it says about this reading: it says, "The Our Father or Lord's Prayer has a revered place within Christian tradition, with its references to the name, bread, and sins. This prayer underscores the Jewish background. The differences between." The Matthean and Lucan accounts reflect a different theological nuance. While Luke, for example, does not highlight the separation between heaven and earth, Matthew does so by use of such phrases, phrases as our Father in heaven and your will be done on earth as in heaven. This discrepancy led many ancient scribes to harmonize Luke's address with Matthew's by aiding the phrase our in heaven father in their versions of Luke's text. Luke's address here, however, matches all the other instances where the Lucan prayer, where the Lucan Jesus prays, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Structure is the same in the Lucan and Matthean accounts. 
subtle differences between the two notwithstanding. They both open by hallowing God's name, thereby affirming the divine majesty. They then move to Christ's intermediary role and conclude with the human petition. Many see Luke's use of sins as his way of demonstrating Christ's efficacy with his merciful <coughs> manifested in his passion, death, and resurrection. <coughs> Jesus defeats Satan by, the donuts. Sorry. <laughs> by bringing the vicious circle of suffering, fear, and hate, and revenge the devil uses to hold humankind in thrall. The person at prayer asks Christ to forgive, and Christ has done so. Therefore, the person must also forgive. Matthew's version of the Our Father is better known. Indeed, this title for the prayer comes from Matthew's account and not from Luke's. It is Matthew's rendition that also appears to be the basis for the Our Father found in an early Christian work called the Didache. The Didache's version of the prayer became the form used throughout the centuries and includes the doxology that many Christian churches use in their worship. With the Lord's Prayer as a background, Luke continues the teaching on prayer with the parable of the importunate friend, a reading found only in Luke. Luke's wry comparison between divine response and human reaction. If he does not give it up, if he does not get up to give him the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. Is echoed in the Lucan parable of the persistent widow. The point is that if humans will act on behalf of the petitioner solely from self-serving interests, how much more will God act from love? According to the Palestinian Jewish custom of the day, the whole family slept on floor bedding in a single room above the animals. To open the door would not only rouse the family, but would also cause a fuss with the livestock and all in the door. Luke tells us how prayers are answered. In his schema, they have a natural, thematic, and visual flow from the parable. Someone coming at night would have to seek the house and door of a friend. Once found, he or she would have to knock at the door persistently to rouse the inhabitant to open it. The references to a snake and a scorpion provide insight into human response to an answered prayer. The listener or hearer would answer the rhetorical questions in verses 11 and 12 with a verb, none. Such imagery, however, calls a person to faith. What might appear to be a snake or a scorpion at first glance might actually be the granted request. Again, the reader encounters Luke's analogical style based on divine response and human reaction. It says, yeah, there's some things we already touched on here. What's this, uh, Didache? Uh, I've heard Jimmy Aiken talk about it. I think it's a, the word means teaching. It was the early teaching of the church. It was like their church instruction guide. Is that D-I-D-A-C-H-E? Yeah. So like that says, it's God answering your prayer. Jesus answering your prayers. Be persistent in prayer. It answers them right there. And that Bible book, says that. It, 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 it clarifies it. So for us simple-minded people who take things literally, yeah, that, that clears it up. Yeah. That's, that's, that, 
traction. Because it gives me more self-confidence, more sense of security, which I'm, I'm always seeking stability and security. Because we need a safe place to launch from and to retreat to when we're taking a beat. I'm going to say the Orc Father is really a gift. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's the perfect, it's beautiful. And it's perfect. You know. I like how, uh, and after the Mass, they say, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and grant us peace in our day. Yeah. That by the help of your grace, we might be ever free from sin and safe. All anxiety as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's a helpful, helpful prayer. Another thing that, that the Catechism says is that it's a that our Father is like a summary of the whole gospel. You know, um, yeah. the only thing that we're like called to do is forgive. Absolutely required to do. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. That's another thing that sometimes you just have to do. Just being obedient. You know, you have to just be obedient to that. And yeah. even though you may not feel like it. So let me ask you guys. Yeah. I, I, I need to ask all of you. So, so what do you think about on a daily basis? I mean, what's rolling through your marble up there, through your gray matter, as you're, as you're going through life? And I know it's a little more complicated for those that are married, have responsibilities. Yes, it is. Children. Kids. Kids. Is that something that's constant on your mind? That how's their well-being? How are they doing? Because basically you have a feeling that you're, you made those children, you're responsible for them, yeah. so to speak. I worry that uh, they're, they're, they're falling away from Totally secularized, which is not good. So you have eight kids, right? Yeah. How many go to church? I don't think any. Zero out of eight? Okay. Well, I think some of them are rather young. I think there are some that I, that I consider um, still faithful, but not, uh, not really cognizant and, and sensitive to the duties practices, and I hope we'll get over that as they get older. Just think, you know, teenagers, you know. Um, and then some that are just don't seem to be interested at all, and um, some that are uh, one that is just like uh, seems to be totally secularized. But there's a smattering of, like, they really... It's a matter of them have uh, either hearts in the right place, you know. Um, I don't know, it concerns me. They're, they all concern, I pray for them, all of them every day, that they be converted. You know, and, and I, I blame myself sometimes, you know. Um, you know, my wife was once
So, and then she's a big influence on them. So they live with her, right? Yeah, they live with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, my son, my son in, in, in Florida, you know, I mean, I think his heart is in the right place. You know, I think they, they, they all view the Catholic Church as something that's old fashioned. You know, they don't see the timelessness of it and the universality of it. Um, so, you know, there's only one way to, to live with that as a father, and that is to just be as holy as he can and set an example. You can't beat him over the head with it, you no. just drive him away. Yeah. Think back someday and say, well, you know, maybe my father was right. Maybe my father wasn't talking about empty things. Um, but I mean, once in a while, I'll, if I ever preach, I make it really short. Do you? Tom Burke update on the daughters. Let's see, one's married. Mm -hmm. Another just got engaged. Yeah, they're getting married next September, how 2023. How about the third daughter? She's going to be a junior at Pitt. Um, okay. She's studying speech pathology. Okay. So yeah, that's the update on the, the all, girls. All four kids go to church still. Um, I couldn't even tell you about all of them. I just I don't focus on it. I do pray about it. Um, just like Steve said. I feel like I did the best that I could like while they were in the house and that's all you can do mm -hmm. but there's so much more you can do like once they leave the house um, it could be through a text message it could be when you're around you know just living your life the way Christ did um, that's that's the biggest thing you can do you can always pray for them every day mm -hmm. like some things I'm telling you right now are just this has come up in men's space here like um, what I just mentioned and it helps me. Um, I don't understand why, whether it be anybody in my family or anybody else, I don't understand how you cannot have a personal relationship with Christ. I don't understand that because, like, I talk to him every day. It's, it's through prayer. And I just can't imagine going through life without him every day. I just can't. Um, and that's, you know, this world that we live in today, it's just so, it's so, it's, it's so, the world is so of the world, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It used to be not all about the world, the flesh and the devil, you know? But now it's just all about the world. These, these stupid things. Yeah, you're you know, right. The television, <laughs> the, the, you know. The, the computer games. Yeah, the, the games. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I confront my children About what, what what the beliefs are floating out in our culture today, what we're expected to believe, you know, wacky stuff, you know, and 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 and, and, and people are scoffing at, at a religion set. 
says the creator who created you probably cares about mm. you know that's doesn't seem all that ridiculous to me it's just like the Yeah, I just I just showed Mark. Um, there's so many things at that website, yourwillbedone.life, that um, you take that phone and you turn it into a faith-based piece of technology. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny how uh, yeah, technology you know, can be used for good or bad. Yeah. Tom's you know, focusing on trying to use it for good. And I do. Yeah. Steve's talking about how all the bad use. Yeah, I'm a glasses yeah. half full person. No, I, yeah. I, no, I get it. Too, yeah. yeah, but I mean, no, it's fallen human nature, and you know, we tend towards the yeah. corruption of stuff. Yeah, but, but the thing is, why? Like, why do people do that? Why? Well, I guess maybe they don't know God. They've fallen away from Him. Like, for example, the other night, uh, like, there's so many channels on cable television, no matter what company you have, right. and. More and more so, I'm not flipping through the cable channels. All right, I have a subscription with PureFlix, which is in there, Mark. It's one of them. And when you go to PureFlix, it's all family-based and, and faith-based movies. So I started watching Case for Christ. I'm sorry, Case for Heaven by Lee Strobel. A movie just came out. And it's pretty good. It's not, I don't think it's great at the beginning, but it's, it's good. But um, he's starting to get into, I only watched about a fourth of it, but he's going to start getting into people who have had a near-death experience where they saw him, they saw the light, whatever it is. So um, so would you rather watch the news or would you rather watch something like that? <laughs> That's about our savior. I, can, I have my own answer. <laughs> I've been uh, trying to kind of combat stuff. I've been trying to do what Dave, Dave Russell had talked about at uh, the men's group last mm -hmm. week about uh, starting my day with Jesus I, I, but uh, you know, in between this, I find myself, you know, on my phone, I'll go to a website that I hate, and I'll see, like, you know, and I'll read the news, I'm like, I hate this news. Like, I don't know why I keep going back, you know? And, and, and uh, that's one of the things that's like, you know, why? Why do I keep going back and checking some news site that I absolutely hate? I don't know why. How about, how about have the question in your head? Like, you have to consciously do this. Before you click on whatever to go to that site, will this bring me closer to Christ? No, most won't. If not, just move on. Just yeah. go do something else. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to, uh, you know. How about you, though? What do you think? What do I think about? Our son moving forward in life. That's on our mind a lot. Okay. He hasn't worked, in, he hasn't worked since March. He's four years out of high school, and Worse than me at that age. Listen to the crappy rock and roll. <laughs> Listen to music nobody else listens to. But uh, that's no um, well, Of course, my wife and her cancer. And, uh, my wife, her brother has cancer. Her brother. My brother in Iowa. Your brother. Well, I haven't seen him in 17 years. Now, West. He's in California. Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. I haven't, oh, seen Iowa. Him. I haven't seen him in 17 years. Pretty much twelve. Wow, man! If I had a brother that was still alive, I, I, you know, I'm very sorry that I never made amends with my brother. Right, you never made amends. He passed away. Uh, he, 
was the one who was instrumental in trying to bring that together and discovered his obituary and broke the news to me, and I was in shock hmm. because we, we were going to reconcile. You know, there, there was an attempt at reconciling Matt and Val, and Keith. They were encouraging me. I thought, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I, I want to want to try to salvage that because listen to Steve. Steve sounded like my father. They increased my fear factor. Is my brother was graduating from Duke University, and he was pampered all his life because he was an athlete. And he was becoming an Iron Duke, and all the basketball players, then their football players, they were guaranteed work and job. They they didn't have to work in an Akos or Kevich sweatshop. Oh, you know, they, they they never ever would have to do that. And so my brother challenged my dad about faith, and they butted heads over that because. You know, my dad just said most important thing is, you know, that, and my, and my brother challenged him just, just to, because he felt that he was, like, out of the shrug becoming superior because of his education and his, his hype and status in life. So, and, and, and he was able to dodge the draft for a second time. He was able to get a second deferment. How he got that, I, you know, I, I have an idea now how he got it, you know, but... Got it. He got it. He got a second deferment, and the Vietnam War was raging on. So that 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 was hard on me because they were my role models, and I saw this it, 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 this immense continent. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, we only have two minutes left because I guess this is limited to an hour, and uh, I thought it was two hours, but it's two hours if you have someone else join you. Oh, okay. Well, guys, what your 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 final words? We say we. Have a concluding prayer. Just go around. You want to start with? with uh, I mean, we, we only have two minutes. So. Oh well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Say. Uh, I, I don't have anything else to add. Uh, just like Keith said, start your day with Christ in mind, end your day with Christ in mind, and whatever you can do, try to make him your best friend. God bless us all. Close the prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Mm -hmm.